Hi, everybody. Dino Pataccio here. Michael's with me as well. Hey, what's up, guys? Um, we're, first off, we're thrilled that you're here for our fourth episode. Uh, we've got a great show lined up for you. But before we get started today, um, Michael and I woke up to some sad news this morning um, that a classmate of ours, Ember Johnston, um, has passed away suddenly at 18 years old. Now, Michael... You know, I didn't know them very well. Yeah, I, I had only met them a couple of times, but, um, you know, this is still a tragic loss for the community and the, you know, both the community of our school, the theater school, the university, Philadelphia Theater, and um, everyone who, you know, knew them. Now, since, you know, uh, like we said, they weren't a person that we knew on a personal level. We know that a lot of you guys listening uh, at home were friends or loved ones of Ember, and uh, we just wanted to let you guys know that uh, we're thinking of you, and we're thinking of Ember, and we're thinking of their family uh, in this uh, really tragic time. Yeah, and when a, when a tragedy like this hits a community, it just, it's so shocking, and, you know, it's, I, I, I haven't really, you know, I didn't know Ember at all, and I haven't been able to stop thinking about it all day, just because it can happen to anybody at any time, and these, these kinds of things, you know, even when you don't know the person and are looking in from the outside, it's so devastating. And, you know, Michael and I both belong to the UARCS community and we both wanted to just extend our deepest condolences to those who are listening and who were really affected by this. Um, so with that, I think we're ready to go ahead and get into the show. Yeah. All right, let's do it. Here we go. Everybody, welcome to Selling Out, episode four. Episode four. This is Dino Pataccio. This here. is Michael Casper. Welcome to the show, guys. We're here. We did it. We're on our way. And I have to stop making the joke about making it to another episode because we did it three times. And the rule of three dictates that I should shut the fuck up. You should shut the fuck up. <laughs> I couldn't agree more. Great. I'm glad we had this discussion <laughs> on the air and not beforehand because it's given us something to talk about. I'm sorry to put you all through it. So, how was your week, Michael? It was good. It was it was it was something. Lot of lot of editing work happened this week on the movie. We are well, I, I am in uh, me and my editor Hannah. Hannah was here this morning and she was here yesterday and um, I know she listens to the show. So, love you Hannah. Thank you so much for everything you're doing on the film. Uh, so, for the first-time listeners out there, what movie are we talking about? Uh, I directed a movie back in May called There's a Murder at the End of This Film. Uh, we shot it over five days uh, at the end of May. So, I've been editing, editing, editing for the past couple months. And uh, in probably in a week or so, we still got to kind of lock down the date. I'm going to be showing it to uh, our producers and some of the other people that we made the movie with. So, right now, it's just kind of been me and the editors, you know in the cave of my house uh, working on the film and crafting it into something that, you know, you can actually watch because it's really funny how much you actually kind of take for granted of um, when, like, cause all, of all the clips and all of the different takes and the recordings and the different angles, how much time it takes to get to something that's actually, like, cohesive. Yeah. Um, so we're almost there for, like, the whole movie and we're kind of about to reach a big kind of benchmark and then we're going to 
show it to the people who made the movie with, and they're going to give all their opinions, and hopefully they'll all be super positive. Yeah, let's hope so, right? Yeah. I I don't know if any of you guys are listening to the show, but if you are, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hold you to this. It better, uh, I don't know. I don't know where I'm going with this. <laughs> this is just a bit. Um, but anyway, the movie's going. We did a lot of editing, so I haven't left the house much because editing is done entirely on your computer right there. So it's, you know, just doing a lot the show. Of time in the office. A lot of time in the office uh, working on the film. What about you? Uh, this week was pretty low key for me. I'm trying to remember. I mean, I. I wrote a new song this week, I and I started recording it, so I nice. got like a rough mix done last night. Cool, 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 cool. Um, the band definitely rehearsed at some point this yeah. week, right? Sure. Yeah, and then, yeah, the band rehearsed, and it was actually <laughs> the night that the band rehearsed was the n- was what sort of inspired me to write the song. Nice. Inspiration uh, from friends. Well, <laughs> oddly enough, it was really weird. It was like... We we hung out and we played and and we decided that we were gonna like smoke a little bit and write something and then we did that and then we kept smoking all night and I ended up smoking a little too much. Nice. Um yeah, and just got a little too high. Um so I was super depressed. Um <laughs> as that's what happens. Yeah. <laughs> When you smoke too much, you just get really depressed, I guess. Or at least in my case, that's what's been happening recently. Um, so I was really sad. And the next day, when I was able to process what had happened the night before, because I went to bed, like... Just gone? Just very upset. Oh, yeah. that's sad. Yeah, w- I was so sad. And... Um, yeah, so I had I had woken up the next morning, and I had just you know, tried to process what had happened the night before because I was really upset. And mm-hmm. then um, I wrote a song about it. Uh-huh. And, and I, I, I mean, I'm happy with where I'm, I'm happy with where it is and I'm happy with what came out of it. Cool. Um, yeah. But so yeah, it's funny. I, my prediction from last week. Right. I was just bringing that up. Was so a day early. Oh. Or no, it was, it was. But the moral of the story is that the day you went to bed really sad was not Friday. Was not Friday. So last week we on the spot, on the fly, created a new segment of the show where we randomly predict something that's going to happen in the next week. And Dino said that Friday was going to be really sad, and he missed it. I also said that Friday was going to have thunderstorms, which it did. Okay, so you yeah, got half. Yeah, it, it did. It, it, it was lot. It was sporadic, but it did happen. All right. Because I was at work on Friday night, uh-huh. and I... The only reason why I know that it was thunderstorming is because, I mean, one, the rain was really coming down, mm-hmm. and I was watching from inside, like, ah, that fucking sucks for anybody who's outside right now. It did. Um, but no, uh, Billy Joel played Friday night. Uh-huh. Um, did you go? Over at Citizens Bank. No, I didn't. Oh, I didn't okay. go. Um, but he played over at Citizens Bank Park, and, you know, the show had been scheduled for a long time, obviously, and they... Um, did they cancel it? They didn't cancel it. They ended up... I think what they ended up doing was delaying it. Oh. Uh. Um... But yeah, they were they were talking about, you know, we were talking about it at work, just like if there's thunder in the area and if there's lightning in the area, the rule is that they have uh-huh. to cancel it. Right. So yeah. 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 So I don't know if there was I don't know if there was actually any lightning, but I do I well, did hear a few cracks of thunder there. That's so nice. I was right about one thing. There you go. <laughs> so this week are we if we're gonna continue with the random pr- with random the prediction because we need something to 
talk about for this. Can we get that iCarly sound effect for um oh for the instead of random dancing random random prediction? I don't know. There we go. I think we have it. Cool. Let's 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 sample that. We'll use it every week. Here, what if here here? What if we like did it? We like did like a nice take, and we did it where we both did it together. All right. All right. Ready. Three. No. On on go. On go. (laughs) (laughs) Wait. On go or on. Okay. I'm going to go three, two, one, go. Random predictions. Okay. Ready? Yeah. Ready? Are you sure? I'm positive. Let's okay. Get this. Three, two, one, go. Red. Red. Oh, fuck. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Look at that. I'm fucking you up on this one. You're fucking me up with these Nickelodeon references, Random. Michael. <laughs> no, we'll just sample the one from before. Great. Cool. So... Now that we're into the segment, that oh, that whole thing is the intro. We're just going to sample that. And we're going to play that from week to week. Good. Yeah, just, I like that. Cool. So, random prediction for this week. Dean, well, what you got in your mystic wisdom? Well, last week it was a little more specific. You asked right. me about the we- you asked me about Friday in uh, particular. Okay. Um, let's 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 talk about this week's going to be a good week. I'm going to see Todd Rundgren this weekend. Oh, man. nice. I'm psyched. Okay. Yeah, so, so, so this is going to be a good week. Okay, so this is the week where I look forward to that. Good. Okay, so the morning after Todd Rundgren, make a prediction. It's going to be sad. You need to make a different prediction. I'm not. You I can't refuse just, to. Do you know, you can't just go, it's going to be sad. I mean. Pick, make, what else? Be more a more specific thing other than you being sad. Don't be sad. That'll be Sunday. So, because uh, I'm going to the show on Saturday night. Okay. Sunday so morning. Sunday. Well, I won't be up Sunday morning. I'll Sunday be up after. Sunday, Sunday mid afternoon. Yeah. Early mid to mid afternoon when you wake up. Um, so what's going to happen? Something really specific. Go for it. I feel like on Sunday after I see Todd Rundgren, I. I will be really happy to have gone. I will be really tired. I need. I need an event. I need like a, a certain. But this like, is going I think it'll happen. be. I think it'll be an okay day. I mean, that's. That's okay. What's uh, going to happen that day? I need something really specific that's, that's going to happen. Ten dollar off pitchers at Pistolas. Okay. So, so what's yeah. so someone's going to walk into Pistolas. What's going to happen to them? Oh, what's going to happen? I need to like a thing that's going to happen on that Sunday. A fire. That's terrible. I always shoot low. Okay. So, do you think there's going to be a fire at Jose Pistolas on Sunday? I don't think it's going to be at Pistolas. Oh, okay. Where do you think the fire is going to be? I don't know. There's going to be a fire. What's going to burn down, Dean? What's going to burn down? My soul. Does, I need a physical, tangible thing that I can go light on fire for My the show. My heart. <laughs> I can't light your heart on fire for the show. I won't have a co-host. You're right. What, what are you going to do? I'm Come glad on. you're thinking logistically here. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I only think logistically. Can we set... You want to set, set my city diner shirt on fire? Tino, be nice to City Diner. <laughs> <laughs> I have no, I have no, I have no qualms with City Diner. Okay, so something but that I just don't work there anymore. Okay, so I have the shirt. You have still. the shirt for City Diner. You have your uni- your waiter uniform. So something's gonna happen to your waiter uniform on Sunday involving fire. That sounds not suspicious at all. Yeah, sure. Let's go with that. Something sus- something, something suspicious, random involving. My old work uniform uh-huh. and fire. There you go. May go down on Sunday. Great. All right. I like that. Great. That's awesome. good. Okay, cool. So Oh, also Sunday we're gonna have another interview. Oh, that's true. Sunday <laughs> we have the show. Sunday we've we got we the show with Ben Arnold. Oh, uh oh. I spilled the beans. <laughs> I'm just a regular uh Tom Hiddleston over here spilling the beans. Wrong Oh Tom. no, wrong, wrong mar- guy. Wrong Marvel Tom. 
Tom. Tom. Uh, what's his name? Uh, what's his name? Who plays Spider Man? Tom. Tom. Um. Tom. Another Tom H. It's it is an H. Yeah. I was close. You were close, Tom but not Loki. Holland. Tom Holland. Okay. There you go. Spilling the beans. So Ben Arnold's going to be on next week. Yeah. So we can talk to him about City Diner and Fires. Yeah, we as well as his, his extensive music career, but mostly about <laughs> City Diner, uh, mostly about City Diner and Fires. I like that. I, I and like if that's not a teaser, then I don't know what is. Tune in next week, folks. We're going to yeah. be talking fire. Oh, my God. We just turned a prediction into an advertisement, and the show <sighs> is just us. getting better and better and better. <laughs> also, we got our, we got our photo shoot we did. We got our this fo- week. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, we talked about it a little bit on last week's show. Yeah. Uh, Allison Mudd, our friend and the director of uh, my play that's going to be in Fringe, came over and took a bunch of photos of us at our house, and uh, she sent them to us, and they look awesome. And uh, They do look great. So, thank you, Allison. Yeah, and then we kind of turned those into some new um, Facebook banner art and as well as the new um, album art for the, for the, for podcast. the podcast. So, yeah. if you look down at your phone... And you see the new logo. There you go. That's that's uh, where that came from. PC colon Allison Mud. There you go. Yeah. Awesome. Um. So I I think we're all out of. That's right. We're out of. I can't. I can't be boring anymore. Okay. So. All right. Uh. So today on the show. Yeah. Who's on the show? Who's on the show? What's his name? Today we've got Michael Santa Cruz on. All right. So who's Uh, Michael Santa Cruz? What does he do? Michael Santa Cruz is a drummer. He's also. The first, yeah, the first, the like first person I met at UART. Oh wow, that's not where I was expecting. No, that it's not. To go. Um, yeah, the first person I. We'll we'll get into it later. Um, but yeah, Michael Santa Cruz is on the show. Uh, great drummer. Uh-huh. Uh, drummer for the band Hair, as well as Your Son the Bum. Also, and? right now he's currently on tour with. Zach Matari and the After Party. So yeah, so we're going to we're gonna sit down and talk with him about, about all three of his bands and all the different projects and the different stuff he's got going on, as well as uh, some work that you guys did together. And it's going to be super, super fun. So without further ado, here we here's go. A good, yeah, here's Michael the interview. Hey, Michael Santa Cruz. Hey, Mike, what's going on? Hello, I'm good. How are you guys? Doing good. well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah, so uh, how was your ride in today? It was good. No You're coming traffic. from North Jersey, right? Yeah, Bergen County, New Jersey. Okay. So how f- how much of a trek is that down to South Philly? I could get to like an hour forty-five. Hour forty-five. All yeah, right. So yeah. this is this is a big deal. That's like your your I've interview. I've invested time into this. <laughs> <Absolutely>. <laughs> yeah. No, your interview is not as long as your drive-in. So like, <laughs> <laughs> how funny is that? Yeah, I was expecting like the selling out limit to pick me up at my house. <laughs> I was a little let down. Sorry. One only of these days. Only yes, only exactly. the big guests get the selling out limo. It's oh, a just good. a it's a, just a pink limousine with our faces <laughs> on it. I love that. That um we keep upstairs. Keep it up in the yeah. We keep it on the roof, and then a helicopter comes, picks it off the roof, and puts it on the on the. I love that. Yeah, right. And then we go and pick up our important guests. Yeah, Yeah, because there's no (laughs) parking around here. (laughs) Ah. We can't just park a pink limo out there and expect (laughs) it to be safe. Next time. Yeah. All right. So, Michael, you are in. You're a drummer in three bands right now. Yeah. Three, I would say three bands, and then you know, and then some extras, and then some extra stuff, stuff because why not? Totally. Well, awesome. I'll tell you why not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so let's hear about them. Let's start with. Uh, um, what do you want to start with? Well, yeah. What's we sort? You sort of gave us the rundown of what you're working on, but where do you want to? Where do you want to get started? Yeah. Well, uh, we'll start with hair. Okay. Yes. Cool. 
Cool. So I'm in the band Hair. H A R E. H A R E. Yes. Like After the shows, tortoise and the hair. Yes. Like the animal. Every show we get done playing, you, you know, have we to have spell to have it? that dialogue of no, not like the stuff on your head, like the rabbit. Like the rabbit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's like you. It's like at this point you may as well just change the name of the band to Hair H A R E. Right. Like right. Have the spelling be part of the right. Name. Like my hyphenate it. Hyphenate <laughs> it. Like because my last name is Casper, but it's spelled with a K. So it's always Casper with a K or Casper K A S P E R. Mm-hmm. Same thing with uh, where do you go to school? The University of the Arts in Philadelphia. Right. It's ju- not U Arts. It's U Arts in Philly. Totally. <laughs> it's like it's one of those things where you just kind of have to. U Arts. What's the slogan? Remind me of the slogan. Um, the place of choice. That one. Yeah. Oh. In the award for the, the worst. You are the place, <laughs> Listen, place of choice. No, no, no. no. <laughs> We're not. This is no bullshit. I have a sweat. The sweatshirt I was wearing like a second ago mm-hmm. has you arts and then the place of choice written underneath it Beautiful. because they could the because they thought okay we have our old slogan um, which was the maker's moment or the yeah or something like that and they're like okay this is pretty bad. <laughs> What's the one thing that, that could, could be, be worse. worse. <laughs> <laughs> and they came up with the place of choice. I And I feel bad saying that, not because it, it's not terrible. It's terrible. But, like, I don't know who made it. What if it's someone we know? What if it's, like, a, an administration person who's, like, just really nice? What if we get a nasty email? What if we get, I hope we don't. I Like, I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. Well, in the, also, spirit, like, in the spirit of I not do. getting a nasty email, um, hair. Hair. <laughs> the band. So ah, hey guys. So <laughs> so first impressions EP. Yeah, so we just released our first uh, EP that was in May, early June I want to say. So it's been out for a couple months now. Yeah, 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 2 or 3 months. It's gotten some pretty great reception. Yeah. yeah. Got some interviews going on. Um Seb has been really great with the whole uh-huh. publicity part Seb's of it. the band leader, yes. Seb yeah, Isaac. Yeah, yeah. yeah so is he the singer? Yes, he's Got the it. singer and the guitarist. Mm-hmm. Um principal songwriter. For this first EP, absolutely, yeah. uh-huh. we're really looking forward to the next release to be more of a culmination. Mm-hmm. But you guys were going by Seb Isaac Band before, so it was like Seb while. and the boys, yes, right? Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. And now it's it's hair. Well, so it's actually started. It's a funny story. We uh-huh. all um, met at this open mic. Our friend asked us to go play with him, uh-huh. and Seb, unbeknownst to us, was also playing this open mic. And he sort of saw us perform, and like, oh, these guys can play. I, guess. I mean, I guess that was what was going through his uh-huh. head. Um, I don't mean to be braggadocious. <laughs> you can be braggadocious. That's what we're here for. Um, oh, goodness me. So he actually asked Graham, the bassist, mm-hmm. Graham Orby, a really great friend of mine, to play bass first in the project. And then, you know, as I'll probably get to before almost every project, it sort of starts with one of us. Uh-huh. And then the, right. other, then the one guy's like, oh, well, I know a couple other guys that can really play. Oh, uh, I, b- I know that. Yeah, I know I'm that sure. story. Right. Exactly. Yep. Uh, so, yeah. So we, we started playing uh, under Seb Isaac. Mm-hmm. And then it was just sort of this, like, when was that? Like, snowballing effect. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, beginning of my sophomore year, so almost like about a year and a half ago okay. now. Okay. All right. So oh you guys have been together. Been two years. So got, yeah. So you guys have been together for like two yeah. years and you're doing this stuff. Cool. Mm-hmm. And it was sort of a long proj- project and process to mm-hmm. get the um, the album itself out, recorded. Yeah, so that was you know almost two years before you released, you know the. And the all EP. those songs were written at that time. Oh wow! So, so you guys yeah. really, you know, know the know the stuff that's you know, because you've been just been playing it for so long. Oh yeah, oh yeah. We we haven't really changed our set list in about two years, but it's cool because you know there's a certain type of magic yeah. that's within the. 
So do you guys have like a really rehearsed show where it's just kind of a very kind of articulate thing? Yes, uh-huh. absolutely. Um, so much so that almost every gig I love to have a set list you uh-huh. know, next to my uh, hi-hat or uh-huh. water or whatever. And um, never needed for for the hair gigs. It's sort of like because <laughs> it's always just the yeah. I mean, same song, same order. Same most of the time because yeah. it's just such an organic feel that we've come to. You know, after two uh-huh. years of playing the same set, uh-huh. it just feels a certain way uh, in a. It just it's really order. locked in. I yeah, really, absolutely. <laughs> I really like that the show that we play together, the uh, the Intruders and Hair, the Intruders, Intruders, <laughs> yeah, um, which is also going to be which is also going to be going to na- going through a name change. Um, really? We'll get, yeah, we talked we'll get into about that, that in a little bit. Yeah, no, it's, I mean, I'm going through a similar thing that it sounds yeah, like Seb was going through. You where were, I, you guys, I heard you tell that story, and I'm like, oh my God, Dean was going through the same thing. Totally. Yeah. Because that first album that you guys did was like, you, your band, your name, you wrote all the songs, and now you're kind of looking to kind of rebrand a little and have it be a more collaborative thing, right? Right, yeah. And, and from what it sounds like, that's what Hair's going through as well. Yeah. Um, so we're we're tossing around band names right now. Totally. Um, but no, uh, the show that we did play together, we played at LIC Bar along with the the Slim Kings, and it was really fun. That was what two months ago, Mo- a month ago. Yeah, I would say so. so. Like right after like a month the album ago. came out. Yeah, yeah it was okay. close close to the release. Absolutely. Yeah, and uh, I really liked the Tame Impala cover. <laughs> <laughs> so it's funny you say that because that's sort of the only variation of our set. Uh-huh. I was wondering about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have like two spots uh-huh. in our set list for covers. And um, over the past uh, three months through the set, we've alternated the cover with a different Tame Impala song. <laughs> um, so which Tame Impala song did you play at the show that you guys did together? Because um, I'm a man. Okay. Off of Currents. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I love Currents. Which is a fantastic album. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It is a really good record. We're looking to... Um, we were... One of the songs that we were tossing around covering for the... We're throwing a house show next month. Nice. Um, we're at... Here. Yeah, oh. <laughs> here downstairs we have a basement. Uh, through that door, through that door, through that door, through the right door there. right behind you. Um, awesome. Awesome. And yeah, we're we're mi- thinking about doing less. I know the better, but we're not Ooh. sure. Yeah. And also, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. It's good, so good tune. But also, like you gotta kind of keep it, keep it hush, keep it hush. So that I it's mean, a it may happen, it may not. I, mean, I don't know, but it's it's being tossed around. So, so with the Harry P. Yeah. Uh, Sort of talk me through the writing and recording process. Now I know Seb wrote most of the music. Everything he he yeah he wrote every even the drum parts. Oh wow! Oh, he, did he transcribe it all for you? Check him? it. No 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 no. Um, <laughs> check it out. So um, Seb was going to release everything. He had almost everything recorded with a producer and a, someone mixing it, someone mastering it. Of him doing everything himself? Not everything himself. He had other musicians. Do you mm-hmm. guys know the band Darla? I do not. I've heard of them. Philly. Yeah, I've heard of them. They're blowing up, man. Um, I actually think they just got onto uh, the Ground Up label, which is Snarky oh, nice. Puppy's label. Their their new label because they were with Rope Dope before, right? Snarky Puppy. Maybe I'm not. I'm not too educated on their the Snarky Puppy lore product. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a Snarky. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, but yeah, so we had a bunch of musicians playing on it, and including a drummer, yeah. Tom Crible, who's an amazing, amazing drummer. Um, he goes to the new school right now uh-huh. in Manhattan. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. a good program. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah, he had everything recorded already, and he asked us to sort of go in with a different audio engineer, different mixer, different person who was going to master everything, and we just sort of re-recorded everything. Now, he produced the EP, right? So what is your definition of produced? 
Like he made all the choices. He as made far all the choices. Music, yeah. He wasn't pushing the buttons though. No. Got it. Yeah. He was making all the musical choices. We didn't have like an external producer that was, you know, also mixing the album, which we're thinking about doing for this next release. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he he did everything. So how was the so how was the recording process? How long it was did it cool. take? Where'd you record? So we recorded drums actually at the U Art Studio. Oh uh, really? Yeah, yeah. And uh was you it a pain in the ass to get a slot in there? I've heard horror stories about booking the UART studio. Uh, it wasn't. It, wa- it wasn't that bad. We we just got. I think it was two days in general. They yeah, weren't back uh-huh. to back. They were sort of spread out within uh, two months. Okay. And we did two songs each time. Nice. And we worked with Sam Carlin, who's oh a, cool. Yeah, yeah, great guy, great engineer. Yeah. Um, UART's alum now. Wow, because he just graduated. Oh, he graduated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it was a great time. And so you recorded drums at the UR studio. Where was everything else done? Because there's there's a lot on that. I mean, there's all the guitars, plus there's some horns. I know you guys got Ian Gray on horns. Yep, I'm, a, yep, I'm yep. a friend of Ian's because he's playing in Remember Jones, and I'm friends oh, with get all out, those guys. Get out. Yeah. So he's in Darla, so like it's that sort of ham- oh, horn right, section, right, I'm pretty right. sure. Okay, okay gotcha. That yeah. makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so you guys recorded it, and then... How long was the like post production process? A like, long time, was recorded? man. A long yeah. time. So when did you go into record? When did I go into record? Or when when was the album recorded? Was it recorded like closer when you guys started, like two years ago, or is it more? So it was, but it just wasn't with us on it. Got it. Got so it, then got it. you uh, went in and redid it. Exactly. So when did you guys go in and kind of re-record the stuff? So I started playing with him around October or November uh-huh. of. 2016, yeah, I want to say. Yeah, that would be Right. And we probably had everything recorded by that March, okay. as far as, like, foundational band parts, uh-huh. like bass, drums. And then we did some strings that you can hear mm-hmm. in the beginning of Sweet Relief. Got Starts it. that uh, string That's intro. That's the first track, right? <sighs> I don't know. So isn't that the intro track? I, th- I think the intro isn't track is called intro? the intro. Yeah, it's called the intro. Look, because I'm almost positive it's called the intro. I think you might be right. It's called the intro, parentheses, I'll be okay. Then it's It Feels Good. Oh, then Rolls re- Along. Then Four is Sweet Relief. And that's right. the one with a little star at, next to it. Oh, nice. And then uh, <laughs> Sweet Relief has a star next to it. It does, because that's, that's the popular the one. That's the Oh, Get Out. I did yeah. not know that. And then No Easy Way to Love You um, is last. Yeah. Yeah. That's probably my favorite tune, the last one. Uh-huh. It's definitely mine. Oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Cool, man. Cool. I mean, they're all really cool, but yeah. I definitely think that that's the one that that pops the most for me. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Um, and one thing that I just wanted to point out is that, yeah. like, the album sounds really, really good. Yeah. Just, like, in terms of, like, the recording and production quality of it. So, is about there, that, uh-huh. we had a superstar um, who... I do not know what his name was oh, or is. On, I Michael. know I texted. So Seb's actually in Lebanon right now. I saw that on Facebook. And yeah. um, I texted like him. Like Lebanon, Middle East Lebanon? Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Not like Lebanon, New Jersey. Or, or like, something. my <laughs> thought process was like, oh, he's cool. He's in Lebanon, Connecticut. No, like, That's yeah. down the street from where I grew up. <laughs> no. no, no. He's in Lebanon, Middle East. Okay. Oh, yeah. And um, he hasn't gone back to me. But this guy has worked with everyone. Uh-huh. And he actually... I don't want to get it wrong, um, so this is not you know set in stone what I'm about to say. But he did like John Mayer's Continuum and albums. Oh shit! So yeah. how did Seb get him? Yeah, man, <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. I I literally think it was just an email battle until he sw- he finally got someone. He was, but he was the Continuum recording engineer. Yeah. Either <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if it was the recording engineer or he you did know, the something guy that was important mixing. on. 
I think it was either he mixed it or he, or he mastered it. Okay. Um, but he- heavy yeah. hitters on both ends. That's oh, crazy. Honestly. Yeah, because that's, yeah. that's crazy. That must have ran him up a lot. Yeah, he he definitely paid a chunk uh, chunk of change. I mean, it yeah. sounds fantastic. Because one thing you. that like thank you so much. You but hey, man, like getting the sound quality comes from like the first part even. So Sam yeah. Carlin was a huge part of that uh-huh. yeah. as well. Absolutely, like he set up the mics insanely well on the drum kit when we were at the UR studio. And yeah. it's it's funny because I you know I haven't even like reached out to Seb about this or anything yet. But I you know. When we played the show together, yeah. I, I, I heard all of the music for the first time. I didn't listen to it going into the show, and I should have, but mm-hmm. I didn't. Um, and I really liked all of it. And I got home, and I decided uh, the next day, like, oh, I'm going to listen to this EP from Cover to Cover. And it's quick 20, 25. Go ahead. <laughs> it's like a quick 20, 25 I'm minute. I'm pouring water. That's why Dino <laughs> said go ahead. Um, <sighs> can, can I get some, too? Sure. Let's just pause the show. Um, Tino, keep going. So <laughs> so I heard I listened to it and I I was super excited about it because I I heard how good it sounded and just bands our age and you know people who are still in school don't have records that sound that good totally you right, know the Intruder that, record sounds good but it doesn't sound that good mm-hmm. um, yeah. I mean there there's sort of like like a novelty with that though uh-huh. you know what I mean yeah. of like the the college band yeah you know, absolutely it's a little more DIY yeah because. That was something that I pointed out. Now, like, I'm not a musician, mm-hmm. but so I don't know, you know, any of the technicalities of, you know, the re- recording process. But, like, there's one thing that you can kind of. I mean, it's sort tell. of like this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, like, when there's a um, kind of DIY. Uh, college band, high school band, you know, early 20s, you know, like that kind of group totally. where it's like garage band, just rocking right, out. the garage yeah. band just rocking out and you release the EP or you release the album. There's always just something about it that doesn't sound quite, you know, there. And it I doesn't don't know. sound like a real record. Right. That sparkle. Right. That shine. Right. Yeah, and but and th- this, has this it. did. <laughs> and I was like, you know. Thank you so, so much. So I was, I was actually going to reach out to Seb to see if he wanted to do something like mm-hmm. produce a single or produce a record of ours. Yeah. Because I have a bunch of new material that I'm sitting on and I have a bunch of demos. Yeah, you, sh- but you I should definitely reach out. I'm going to. Um, Seb, if you're but, listening. Yeah, Seb, <laughs> if you're listening. No. <laughs> in I'll, Lebanon. I'm gonna, in Lebanon. I'm going to. Listen, they have send the internet. A text or something. <laughs> totally, man. Um, but no, uh, I just was so blown away by how good it sounds. And also, all the songwriting is really cool. There are some lyrics on there that really fucked me up. Um, <laughs> no, like, seriously. Like when the cocaine's gone. <laughs> like jer- jerking off to the thought of the past. That's mm. a fucking intense lyric, man. Yeah, Seb's <laughs> gone through some oh stuff. Oh my god, <laughs> that like I I heard that lyric for the first time and I really felt it. I was I, I was I, mission accomplished. I man. haven't written a lyric that good, um, and I I really liked it. And also like you know rolls along, um, which you uh, guys just did that music video for, right? right? Yeah. yeah, I was just gonna say that we released a music video for that, and I and we. That was the single. We released yeah. Rolls Along about uh, a month or three weeks, something before the what actual What made you guys album. choose that one? Yeah. Um, so the hook for Rolls Along, this is, you know, I don't agree with this mentality. Um, the hook is easy to remember. Uh-huh. You know, it's two words. The melody is not, you know, crazy. I was rooting for Sweet Relief to be the single. Well, yeah. I mean... But the argument... Uh, listen, but, uh, Sweet Relief has the star next to it. <laughs> that's so, what I'm talking about. Yeah. That's what I'm talking Who about. Who really won that battle. <laughs> right. Exactly. Apple's on my side, obviously. It, it, it looks that way. I wonder what Spotify's up to. Uh, you guys have been getting some 
some good uh, streams on Spotify. Though, Almost right? positive rolls along has over fifty thousand streams That's right insane, now. Yeah, dude. yeah, it's, and it's, I, it's unbelievable. Yeah, and when I was you know kind of refreshing you know, all the stuff for the show, I was I watched uh, the video you know today right before you got here. Totally. And there was a bunch of comments on the video that's like, "Yo, I found you guys on Spotify, and like here I am, awesome, you know, awesome stuff." Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. I haven't even. I really don't do a good <laughs> job of, of reading the comments. Yeah, no, all the literally like quite a number, quite a few comments mm-hmm. that were like, "I found you guys on Spotify." Oh, that's that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, and maybe I, the Spotify Discover Weekly does work. I mean, it just goes <laughs> to show you that you know, there's so many people who are so worried about the music industry and just like. Oh, there's so many good artists that just like don't get noticed. But yeah. I, I kind of think that's bullshit. I'm not gonna lie. Interesting. I Go do. On. I think I think it's bullshit. I think if you're good at what you do, you'll get noticed. Wow. Okay. Um. Yeah. Kind of an unpopular opinion, but I think you know, I think the reason that like I haven't been noticed yet is because I'm not doing a good enough job to not to not to knock myself or anything. But you know, no man. A, I think a, that attitude is. That attitude is I've got to do more. better. Yeah, because yeah. I think, and there's a similar kind of mentality of, you know, a lot of people like in the film world, you know, which I pay a lot of attention to, mm-hmm. where they're like, oh, well, like, you know, it's just like, it's basically people who have been in the industry for a while talking about how, like, since it's so accessible, like, to get, because, like, you know, everybody has a phone, totally. and the phone has a video. Absolutely. Like, I'm literally filming um, a music video in, like, a week or so, and I'm sure. Who's that for? Uh, it's for for Tim, right? For Tim, it's for Dino's drummer. Uh, he knows Tim. T- Tim, Smith. Know, Tim Smith. Oh, for what a man! New, for his new project, it's and it's the like best, literally it? the he project is, is going to be it's me going to his house with my iPhone and a gimbal that was like two hundred dollars. Yeah. For it, and we're going to shoot the whole thing in like six hours, and like that's the whole Beautiful. thing. But because there are people saying like, oh well, because like YouTube and like the platform is there and. The cameras are so accessible that there's so many people doing it that there's so much crap. Right. Well, and the response to that, I think it was like Quentin Tarantino or someone who said that. They're like, well, you know what? If Give me if, your best Tarantino right now. I'm not going to do ahead. it. I'm not gonna, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I was like, oh, he's about to do I'm it. I'm not... Uh, uh, I don't know what he sounds like. Michael's really bad at impressions. I am really bad at impressions, so I'm really bad at voices. Um, but, you know, he was like, well, you know what? If everyone can do it, then all you have to do is just be better than everybody else. Yeah. It's like, great, if everyone else is doing it, it doesn't matter. Now everybody has the means, so it's But just you know a what? If everyone can if anyone can do it, then you know what? Most people are gonna suck at it. Totally. And all you have to do is work really hard and be you know, and just get to the point where like you're great. Now you just have to do a better job and you'll rise Absolutely. to the surface because more stuff means more good and more bad. So it's just kind of more stuff to sift through. Absolutely. And that's really and all look, it means. 50,000 50, streams is a testament to the quality of the record. Thank In you. complete honesty. Thank yeah, you so much. It's really good. Um, I would have picked No Easy Way to Love You as the single. I really would have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, uh, I think it's a, little, it's a little mellow for a single. Yeah. Rolls Along is mellow, too, though. Yeah. yeah. It kind of has that like, kind of groove to it. Where it's Which song are you talking about right now? Uh, for Rolls Along. Okay. You know where it's like... Yeah. It's that mm, chunk, the whole song. Yeah, man. That backbeat. People it, love right, that backbeat. that backbeat where you can just kind of like nod your head along to the beat. Oh, yeah. You know, where it's like... Uh, and it's a, you know, it's kind of like a, it's a sexy song, you know, where it's kind of got that groove to Seb's it. Seb's got some suave, man. Yeah. Yeah, Se- Seb does have some suave. And I he described that song as a song about heartbreak from the heartbreaker's perspective. Is that right? Isn't that what he said about that song? Totally. Yeah. yeah. Was that Was that at the show? I, I don't remember if it was at the show or if it was like in a post of his or something, but I, I, it might have been a, in a post. I mean, that of, totally makes sense. Yeah. You know, uh, if, 
that just reminded me there's a video on YouTube um of rolls along with like a lyric video that someone mm-hmm. made and they like do they butcher all the lyrics <laughs> so many of the lyrics but it's funny cuz it's like it's close <laughs> and almost one word in each stanza is like sort of flopped. Uh-huh. Oh man, it's so funny. Um, yeah, yeah. I, that I don't know. I just got reminded of that. No, that's really funny. Yeah, and like, I, I don't know. It's it, it's just a good record from cover to cover. If anybody out there, you know, hasn't listened to it yet, I mean, fifty fifty thousand streams. So I bet some people who are listening to this have heard it, heard it, and maybe didn't know that it was you know you guys or that um, mm. the people around there. Because, but anyway, yeah. definitely check it out. Um, because it's really cool. We yeah. can we can even probably put a link in the description or something. Yeah, uh, totally, we'll, we'll figure something out. We'll place, uh, but moving on from hair, because we've got plenty of more stuff to discuss here. Yeah, so um, you are a multi-faceted musician. You're on tour right now. I am on tour right now with a different band. With a different band. So let's talk about that for a sec. Here we go. <laughs> so this band <laughs> transition is a uh, sort of a pop. Dance Bruno Mars esque type okay. of type of style, and it's uh, lead singer Zach Matari and the After Party. Now Zach Matari, I know that name. Where do I know that name from? He's been around for a while, man. Yeah. You might, yeah. He's been the the child pop star of New Jersey since he was like fifteen years old. Okay, like this guy's just been hustling his ass off, and every day he wakes up. It's it's inspiring, man. Every day he wakes up and he's like. How can I be better? How can I get better? How can I do just everything? Everything is all about just pushing forward and pushing forward and pushing forward. Being a better version of yourself, yeah, exactly. In, in any area, and it's it's and he radiates it to everyone around him, man. It's that's it's awesome. That's, that's got to be a great culture to be a part of. I mean, yeah, man. And to be honest, if it wasn't, uh, I don't think I'd be in, in the project. Yeah. It's just such a great vibe the entire time. So That's awesome. Yeah, yeah when when he calls like 9 a.m. rehearsals for all of us to travel an hour to. <laughs> it's like <laughs> sure. There. Exactly. You know, it's exactly. A, yeah, and you see this, you know, across any industry, artistic or not, it's like when the people who you're working with, you know, create an environment where like you're excited to be there and everyone's on the same page and you believe in what you're doing and you got that kind of positive energy to it. And I know, you know, it can sound a little like cheesy when you're talking about it, but like it's you know real thing where it's like you're so much right, like you said, you're so much willing to like get up at eight in the morning and drive an hour and go to a rehearsal, absolutely, without because that's just what it is, and you're because you all want to do it and you all want to you know work for it, totally. And yeah. now the project is is taken off because I mean you guys you guys are touring and you're you're hitting a bunch of really cool spots and also did I just see the other day you opened for Andy Grammer is that right Yeah that <laughs> was, yeah I remember um, I saw that like on a I think Instagram and stuff Yeah that was Friday actually Yeah um, it was we Friday Seth What city was that in <laughs> That was in Reddington New Jersey I want to okay. say Okay Yeah like nice West New Jersey it was cool, yeah. There, man, there were there were hundreds of people there. Cool. Dare I say thousands? Yeah, right. nice. yeah. It was like it was just you know like a big festival. All the locals come out. Mm-hmm. Um, it was so hot though. Uh-huh. It was crazy Outdoor. hot. It was like, I'm sorry. Outdoor show. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Oof. It was like 104 degrees, um, and you know you're setting up the drums, and I've never. Uh, taking my shirt off on stage just because of my body. Um, <laughs> and uh, uh, I took my shirt off, man. It was so hot. Good. And it started raining and it was beautiful. It's a and stepping then, stone. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I'm getting over my insecurities because of Mother Nature. She will heal us all. But it, yeah, it was a great show. Um, 
great turnout. What was I going to say? Oh, so it started raining at the show. Mm-hmm. Severely. Uh, like I, thunder and lightning. Mm. And I thought they were going to call it. But, um, you know, there's like that time frame between lightning strikes uh-huh. or whatever that like it's oh, okay it to, to have a show. Minutes. Yeah, it was like right, right, Something like along those lines. 30 minutes after thunder. Um, and I didn't think they were abiding by it because the entire time Andy Grammer went on, there was just a light show in the sky. Oh, man. So it was kind of magical. And, dude, let me tell you something. The entire time before the show, me and the guys in the after party, uh-huh. coincidentally, all the backing band is the same in hair. Right. Uh-huh. Um, that same idea of sort of like, hey, I know a couple guys. They right. play. Yeah, well, that's my band. You know, my totally. so my band was originally... Um, a cover band that m- my friends Zach and Pat formed when they were 13. Totally. And it was your first time performing when one of them couldn't sing. Yeah, that's right. Zach couldn't sing. Yeah, you that was a good pop story? story. No, dude. I was listening into the Selling Out oh, podcast. Shit. That's oh, episode shit. one, baby. Come on. <laughs> I didn't realize you were a listener. Oh, wow. come on, dude. <laughs> Thank you for supporting my project. Yes, dude. Um, yeah, so Zach got Zach came down with a cold, couldn't sing. I stepped in, did it. That was but see, that was when we were 18. So like they've been playing forever, just the two of them. Mm-hmm. And then uh, so Pat was playing bass, Zach was playing guitar, and I was, you know, the piano player, singer, and then I needed a drummer, and I just called Tim because he was in a class of ours. Totally. <laughs> when we were Totally, freshmen. yeah. Um, remember that class? What class was it? Was, uh, it was that really stupid, it was Expanded Fields. Oh, my remember God. Remember that shit? Is that how you met Tim? <laughs> and that, I, that was how I met Tim. That's how we all met in that stupid class. So you well, know what? I met, you were like the first person I met at UArts. No. Yeah. How? As far as, like, the incoming class, we were in that... Uh, orientation group together. Oh my god! So we met on like the first day of school. Ever, wow. you were yeah, you were because my roommate I knew going into school. right, 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 right. So I didn't really meet anybody until I went out and did something. Mm-hmm. Huh. Um, so yeah, you were like day one, day one, That's Michael Santa Cruz. Hey you man, go. and now you're here. That's right. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, so I got Tim, and then and you know since then it's it's been a band. But no, they're they're in a bunch of other projects all together as totally. well. Yeah, it's just the, like it's Zach, just the way Tim, it goes. Zach, Tim, Pat, and Mike, who's now our bass player, just do a bunch of different shit together. Yeah, a- and fact, my project they, is one of them. So. Yeah, in fact, like your band has a band that's just every single member of your band except you, right? Yeah. Yeah, so <laughs> and we're well, having them on the show in a couple of weeks, right? Yeah, so um, now how do so from my perspective, uh-huh. how do you feel about that, Dino? Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a totally valid question. Honestly, at first I felt a little weird about it, um, but there was also a moment as soon as it happened where I was like, "Oh, this literally isn't about me." Uh, Absolutely, it's not. No, not and at all. like, and you know, if I decide to, you know put myself in this, like, if I decide to put myself like on a pedestal ego. and have yeah, an ego, yeah, then yeah, 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 I'm bummed, but, like, I'm going to make the choice to not do that. And they're just and making music. just support my yeah. friends. Yeah, because you know what? They're really fucking good. Yeah. They're really fucking good, and they're really good friends, and, and every also, time we Mike hang out... wasn't in The Intruders when they started the band. No, so it was just Tim, Pat, and Zach joined Mike's my, our friend Mike. And now... And now Mike's Mike in my band, right. too. So, you know what I mean? I think, guys, is that that big band that, that, that they do? Like, it's like 12 people? No, you're thinking of Zach's band. That's probably. Dirty Bohemians. Dirty yeah, Bohemians. that's the okay. different. Yeah. So yeah. I saw Tim like posted a video of that. Yeah, no, Zach yeah, has no. a million bands. Yeah, Zach has a bunch of shit that he's doing. But no, Pizzle and the Sizzle Sisters is the, the band that they started afterwards. And no, I'm not hurt by it at all. Cool, man. Um, no, you I, I support it. You know, we're having a house show 
next month, they're on it, you know? So, like, yeah. it's going to be them, and it's going to be um, Markel, uh, which is Dante mm. Green's oh. project. yeah, yeah. Dante. Yeah. What a talented person. Yeah, yeah he's great, and he was, he was our first guest. Uh, oh, I know, dude. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. You do know. Um, and then after that, the Intruders in its new title will be playing. Um, new title, TBD. <laughs> we had one. We had one, and then it ended up not... It didn't go over well, because we were going to call it the Ivory Hustle, and then Zach oh. was like, this sounds like elephant poaching. <laughs> it does. <laughs> That's the immediate picture I got. And like, but my suggestion was call it the Ivory Hustle and then just make it an elephant hunting themed band. <laughs> I mean, make obviously. That, make why wouldn't you do with, that? Make your logo a dead elephant. That, would go, <laughs> that wouldn't go over uh, well. No, 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 no. Go and really, really commit. So, anyway, the after you. party. Yeah. So you're enjoying me, the culture me, of me, it. Me, 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 me. Listen, it's your interview. <laughs> you're um, enjoying the culture of it, but let's talk music. Um, how's the songwriting and how's the, you know, because it's, it's you, James, and Graham as the yeah. band. So and John and Kaplan and John Kaplan. Okay. The keys player from yes, absolutely. okay, cool. Keys and an amazing vocalist. Yeah, oh he, my gosh, he sang that, that man that, sing. He sang the Tame Impala song. Yeah, it sounded amazing. Yep, yep, yep. A uh, totally different voice from Seb's too, which is why I think it works so well. It does. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so how's the music, man? Talk to me about the the catalog and talk to me about this EP that you've got coming out. Totally. So Zach Matari in the after party. Um, again, it's funny. It's it's almost like all of my projects. Uh, besides yours and the bummer sort of in this like transition period between being sort of one person into With okay the, now there's right. all of us what's the music we can all make mm-hmm. right um and to be honest man we're we were struggling a little bit trying to create uh music that sort of fits the in like we had a bunch of conversations as to like okay uh this is where zach matari was but now what is zach matari and the after party going to be uh-huh. Are we going to stick to the, you know, pop? Are we going to do a little more indie, pop, rock, dance type of uh-huh. stuff? Um, if you guys are fans of Fasha the People, they just released an album, and they had, uh, I think it's called Save Me a Seat or something with a seat. Bitchin' song. Crazy uh-huh. hook. Yeah. It feels so good. Um, I'm going to have to check that out. I yeah, no, absolutely. Fasha the People's new, I, I must have been their single, man. It's It's so hot. And they have a remix version of it. Regardless. Um, so, you know, we, we were trying to do the whole typical way of writing, which is what me, uh, James, and Graham have been doing. And then John sort of sort of adopted it once he was a part of our group, which is sort of, you know, just start playing and see what what's in store for you. You Absolutely. know, exploring the unknown, we call it. So how's Zach fitting into the whole thing? Because that's the big Zach, question. Right. And Zach is, has been great. Um, it's just... You know, it's been different. I don't think Zach's been exposed to that type of um, songwriting. It's been primarily, um, you know, let's get a... And who's to say which is better? You Uh know, it's it's sort of been... I think Zach's been exposed to more of like, here's a beat, you know, here's a chord progression. Give me some melodies. Give me some Uh hooks. And man, Zach is a hook generator. Everything that kid... Everything that kid sings... Is a hook. Yeah, you can't not sing along. I was really into the hook thing for a while. Totally. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I totally hear that. And it, it, that actually sounds really similar just to the experience that I've had because, you know, Zach and Pat are... Your Zach. Your Zach. Yeah, Different my Zach. Zach. My Zach. 
Yeah, this is weird because we're talking about two different Zachs and we have two different Michaels and it's just kind of fucking annoying. Mm-hmm. So anyway. <laughs> I'm thinking about making a, uh, a publicity change to Mikey. Mikey Santa Cruz? Yeah, I don't know. Don't I, do that. Oh, well, nah. there it is. Everyone, uh, you heard it here? <laughs> we're sticking with Dino Michael. is not a fan. Mikey. No, do, I mean, do you feel... Do you, Are you a Mikey? Is that true to you? Are you... Mikey, isn't that the, the kid from the Goonies? Yeah, there are a lot of Mikeys. There's also yeah, Dino, Mikey come from, on. There's also Mikey from Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. And I'm sure there's Mikey in another movie. Yeah. I'm, when I hear Mikey, I think of baby Sean Astin in the Goonies. Mm. Um, Why don't you think of me? I mean, maybe I will now if, that's okay. s- if you decide to switch right. it up. Um, <laughs> not everybody can have a special name, Dino. <laughs> Dino, Dino, it's got Dinero. It, don't worry, it has its downfalls. Um, what <laughs> having a having a having a fancy name like Dino? Yeah, Dino Patachio. Yeah, it's not, hey. it's not fun because Back so many bones. people get it wrong, and like there's always a joke. Like there's always a so it's first off learning how to say it, and then once they learn how to say it, oh Dino, like Spumoni. Oh Patachio, that sounds like pistachio. Ha ha ha, Dino the dinosaur. Dino, great. Uh, yeah, Dino the this dinosaur. Whole fucking, it's this whole ordeal that I deal with constantly, and it's wow. incredibly annoying because everybody thinks they're so original when they come up yeah. with it and I, I have to man like, my last name is santa cruz i don't want is. anything from you man <laughs> santa claus since the day i was born hey dude. listen really i'll, I'll raise yes, i will dude. raise you a casper the friendly ghost okay yeah. <laughs> and i, I, I we're all you. just pitying each other right? i hit you with casper the friendly ghost all the time everybody does <laughs> every <laughs> single person i have ever met so ever. so Zach Matari in the after party. I'm trying to stay on task here, but it's so We're just hard. having a great time. We are having a great time. Um, but no, that kind of sounds similar because my mu- the musicians in my band are musicians, musicians. You know uh, what I mean? Uh. And then I, I don't know. I've never, you know, I don't study music, you know? Mm-hmm. So I, I study music, but it's not, like, I'm not a music major, you know? Right, I'm, right, I'm, right. I'm a theater major with a focus in music, so, like... I'm in the Merriam a lot, and I'm in the School of Music a lot, but I'm not in it fully, and I'm learning a bunch of other things, too. So totally. I've, I've always felt like there's a little bit of a separation there, and because of that, you know, I think that our tastes in music have been a little different, where, you know, for the longest time, they were into much more experimental stuff, and I was into a little more, you know, simpler pop-esque things, and I think the fusion mm-hmm. of those turns out to be Beautiful, really absolutely cool. beautiful. Yeah. yeah, and I've also, you know, my taste has actually kind of changed a little bit, where I've gotten... You know, just from their influence, I have definitely gotten a little more into experimental stuff. And now I'm the one writing the weird shit, and they're the ones who are like, chill. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> and then it's, it's just that, that give and take, and that's mm. sort of where the songwriting is. Yeah. Um, uh, right now, our current uh, songwriting technique, we actually do work with a producer for the Zach Matari in the After yeah. Party. Uh, his name is Henry. And, uh, Absolutely amazing producer. He actually produced the uh, the single Mirror, which we released. And Zach oh, you did? I, I didn't even know you guys released a single. I got to check it out. It wasn't Zach Matari in the after party. Oh, it was okay. still just Zach Matari. Okay. Yeah. But, but you're um, on it. No. Oh, no? Interesting. No, 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 no. Okay. Not yet. We're close. We're close. We're close. Mm-hmm. But so the sort of style that we've been running with is um, Tyler will bring in something for us to listen to, Zach to sort of make sort of that hook mentality. And it's sort of, we're all the producers now. Mm. Nice. And that's sort of the way it's been going. And um, yeah, I think we got a, we got a f- 
few little uh, few little gems in store. I think. Oh, nice. oh, dude, I can't wait. Yeah, yeah. So when do you guys have a release date yet? No, no. We're going on tour in September, I think. Mm-hmm. Nice. Uh, uh, we're calling it. Um, ah, my manager's gonna kill me. I don't know what we're calling it. <laughs> it has to. Yeah, the tour. Uh-huh. We are t- we're currently on the Fit to Party tour, okay. and that's okay. like a play on. We're with a band right now with, uh-huh. the, with the Happy Fits, uh-huh. which you guys oh, should right, check right. out. Yeah. Unbelievable, band. <laughs> Unbelievable, <laughs> Unbelievable band. Unbelievable band. Unbelievable band. Nice. I'm gonna have a. That's gonna be my band name. Unbelievable band. <laughs> I love that. Can you sample that? Yeah. If Believable I just send you that, it's gonna be a whole episode audio. of things being sampled. Yeah. I love it. I'm um, actually not here. This is just uh, this is an just account a, of all. This is just the a mellotron of Michael's yes. voice. <laughs> y- yes. Yeah. So you guys are here right now, and then that's just going to immediately shift into a different tour. Yeah. Which there's still debate about that, mm. which we don't have to get into. But yeah. but you guys have some shows coming up sooner than that too. Yeah. Oh yeah. So let's have, hear about those. We have shows coming this week. We're actually playing in Asbury Park at uh. a house show. Which um, I know a thing it, or two about that time. Oh, <laughs> I'm sure you do, Dino. Um, which is actually a secret. And if they want to know the location, it's sort of like DM us on Instagram. Yeah. I mean, isn't that kind of the deal with house parties? Just because yeah. like, we're throwing a house party, but I'm not going to put my address just like out. Totally. You know? Absolutely. So. That, I mean, that makes sense. You don't want a bunch of, you know, riffraff coming on your steps. Right. I don't, yeah. I don't want anybody to come and kill me. Um, wow. Yeah. Because that's Violent. the first thing that happens when you post your address. Yeah, somebody shows up and kills you. Oh no, the worst is that like you post your address like now and then in three years, like you have some notoriety and then someone finds it. Mm. Right. That's what happened with uh didn't Mark Marin have to move out of yeah, his house because people were Mar- showing up? Yeah, yeah. No, well Mark Marin <laughs> That's so funny. You know, <laughs> who famously, you know, hosts a podcast where he interviews people that doesn't at all influence this show. Um he, you know, famously hosts a podcast in his garage, and then he had to move out of his, fam- you know, that garage, which is like a big part of the show, because if you went on Google and typed in Mark Marin's address, his address would just show up. Yeah. So now he lives wow. somewhere else. <laughs> yeah. So he moved out of his house. Yeah. Uh, Good move, Mark. Good yeah. move. So, yeah, h- hit me with the rest of those tour dates. Yeah, so we're playing Asbury Park House Show. That's Friday. And then Saturday, the, the day after, we're sort of staying in the South Jersey, Philly region. We're coming to Philly. Uh-huh. And we're what playing club? at Creep Records. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's on South Street? Uh, I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. So we're going to be setting up there. It's going to be a little uh, smaller show than what we usually do. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then Sunday, we're actually playing at a music festival in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania called uh, music, music Fest. Fest. Music Fest is awesome. Have you been? I, I've never been, but I've seen videos of it. And, um, you know, Justin Cabrera was my, was my sax player. And he's mm. from Bethlehem. So oh, he was get trying out. to book us on it. And he was telling me about it. And I also just know some other people who have played it. So... Yeah, man, I'm. I'm I know I'm as excited. much as someone can know about music fest without, without actually having totally, ever been totally there. Totally, totally get it. Um, but I'm excited. yeah, yeah, you should be. I've, it's they have a huge turnout. That's one thing that I do know about. Awesome. It, is there's a huge turnout, and like I'm pretty sure there's like a backline piano, just like a grand piano that's just wow. there for all the bands to use. Wow. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, it's a legit thing. You're going Friday, Saturday, Sunday, boom, boom, boom. Yeah. Nice. That's awesome. And that's sort of the way this tour has been going. Mm -hmm. Um, Nothing Monday through Thursday. And then Friday, Saturday, Sunday, it's like business time. Yeah. 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 Now, are you guys going to keep that up during school? So that's sort of where the debate has been with the manager. Because Uh he really wants it to be like an every weekend thing. Uh And I really don't 
want it to be. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I'm at at the end of the day, I'm still a student and mm-hmm. I'm still in my growing. Uh, yeah. And then here's the debate. Like I want to be growing in school because I'm paying, uh, you know, all of my limbs for it. Yes. Right. And I value my music education. I like my my teachers and I like the student body and I think I can learn a lot if I fully immerse myself into this environment. On the flip side, someone could argue that, okay, but you know, you want to be a musician, right? Why don't you go out there and be be a musician musician instead of being a student? Now here, right, because here's your opportunity to like actually do the thing. Exactly. They always say like with artistic groups that the best thing you can do to learn is just to do it. Yeah. You know, just bite the bullet and go. I've learned way, I, I mean, you know, my, I also value my music education, but I think there's so much to gain from experience and, you know, having a tour. Absolutely. You know, having a band, you know, that a, a gigging band for going on two years now, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it, it has taught me a lot. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, you learn, <gasps> Jinx, you owe me a soda. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, but so on that, like, but uh, yeah, I get it, you know, and I get where you can learn from the road. But and also, all you're stuff. so fucking close to the finish line, man. Like, you've got to get your degree. <laughs> That's what I'm saying, man. Just give me this. And I've been doing it my entire college. Like, I've, right. I haven't only had a year to just do college. Like, I've always been in, in a band or mm-hmm. in. You've always been s- moving around. Right. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I just want to really just take this last year really be just a student. Buckle down, be a student, learn mm-hmm. a lot. Because we've been playing, sh- like, it's nothing really new. You know uh, what I mean? It's just we've kind been of p- more of the same right. type of thing, which is exactly. helpful. And, you know, you're getting your music to more places and more people and practicing and doing all the stuff. But mm-hmm. also, you know. Well, the other thing that's important to think about here is how's it affecting, ha- what's the impact it's having on the bank account? Yeah, man. I mean, I'm it, still not receiving good money from okay. this stuff. Mm-hmm. There is, like, I'm, you know, I'm still getting paid, and, um, but not not enough where it can be every weekend, right? right? You know what I mean? Like, it's not a salary. You're not you going to be able to pay rent. Exactly, okay. and right. I and I can't be paying for school, paying to travel to the gigs, paying for food at the gigs. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I'm going to want a beer. Yeah. Obviously, I'm going to want another beer. Right. <laughs> so, come like. Right. I just I just can't Rock be doing roll. that right now. Yeah, right. absolutely. So no, I'm that's where that's where the predicament I'm in. Mm-hmm. And I have other projects that I want to work right. on. You You're know, like in I want three plus bands. <laughs> exactly. And I just for right now I don't want to only be in Zach Matar and the after party. Mm-hmm. Until yeah. that beca- you know, if that now if that becomes like a huge thing. Man, let me tell you something. <laughs> the people in Zach Matar and the After Party are my best friends. In uh-huh. ev- every band I'm in, I'm it, it's just my best friends. Seb yeah. in hair, Zach in Zach Matar in the After Party, Jake Hess in Years on the Bum, uh-huh. plus all the guys that are playing behind me, which I'll get to them uh-huh. later. Um, it's all just good vibes, but I can't forego my education, which is going to be, which hopefully is going to be paying for me in the future, right? To not to lose money now, right? Oh yeah, for sure. You know what I mean? Yeah, and you know what the thing is? I think it kind of gets back to you know, it circles back to what we were saying before, which is just that. If you're good, shit's gonna happen for you. Totally. And it, if if Zach comes to us with like, "Yo, man, you're each gonna be getting a chunk of change. We're gonna be doing this tour. We're signing with whoever, or we're going uh-huh. on tour with this guy." And you're gonna, absolutely, I'll take semesters off for that. Uh-huh. But I'm not gonna be taking semesters off to play a basement show in front of 15 people. Right. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Um, I'm with you. Yeah. Yeah. So and you know, we're just musician to musician. You know, I will be. 
I plan on taking my band out on the road, but I'm w- I'm waiting until they're ready. Yeah. yeah, just out of respect for those guys, and also for the fact that I'm not ready yet. Uh-huh. I've got to finish school too. Mm-hmm. You know, we're both seniors. We're all seniors here. Senior got a, party. We got a year left. You know, so we've got to finish. Mm-hmm. Um, I always finish. Oof. Good. Oh, That's man. so not true. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Oh my god. <laughs> so. I'm I am in support of you staying in school. And I think that shit will if it's not this, you know, if it's not now, shit is going to happen for you when you're done because yeah. you're still going to be good. You're going to be better actually. Thanks, yeah. So, it'll it'll come. Thanks, yeah. man. Nice. Of course. So, so ah, ah, you're on the bum. Yeah. Transitioning you're to son the bum. Third, yeah, you know, your third kind of big project. Cool. Yeah. This one, uh, you mentioned before we get started that this one is the one that's like kind of your pet project right now, right? Yeah, absolutely. All this right. is where well, it's so it's so Jake Hess and I met in high school, mm-hmm. my sophomore year, his junior year. He's a year older than me. And um, we got really close. We did the musical together in school. So, you know. What I, show was it? Uh, it was Legally Blonde. Amazing. And then Shrek. Uh, even oh, I love the picture. But we're going to keep Shrek. moving on. And so then after uh, that. Um, can that be the album art for this episode? I, so no. I was a so Here we go. We're moving on. We're moving on. We're moving on. So I was a senior in high school. Um, and Jake was a freshman in college, so we sort of, you know, split paths for a sec. Mm-hmm. We sort of l- lost communication, and then that summer, um, I was sitting outside of this deli with Graham Orby, the bassist in Zach Matar in the After Party, mm-hmm. and Hare, and you know, we're totally up to no good, or trying to be up to no good, mm-hmm. trying to get in trouble. Badass. <laughs> yeah, we're <laughs> just rock and roll. We're just yeah. <laughs> Yeah, um, and I see this guy smoking a cigarette, and I'm uh, I'm from a little a little town in north in New, North New Jersey, mm-hmm. um, and no one smokes cigarettes, and so these two kids, well, I, I they were far away, but these two guys are walking from the bus stop, smoking cigarettes, and I was like, who the hell is this? And uh, it was Jake Hess, um, and we just like immediately we we were just back to being in high school, like palling around and at some point in that night w- he brought up that he was that he had some ideas and he was working on something and I was like oh my god I would love to be a part of that and we had one session we went to his basement uh I got out a pen of paper said all right like what do we got and we wrote an album and recorded it in about uh it's like three weeks. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah it was seven songs and it, wrote it and recorded it in three weeks. He had some ideas, but it was it was a big process. I was trying to mm-hmm. you know get everything together and how are we going to record it? Who's going to be playing on it? So that was like like what like twenty days or something like that. Yeah, <sighs> may like maybe a month. Okay, that's wild. It was and it was so much fun. It yeah. was it so sounded, much fun. I remember that. Mm-hmm. I remember you telling me about that because we were friends at that point. That was yeah. the summer in between our freshman and sophomore year. No, it was right? the summer before my freshman year. Oh, the summer but, before. But oh, I'm, sure I'm thinking I... of I'm thinking of um, right around the time that you recorded on the Intruders EP. You were also doing some work with your son, the Bomb. Probably at that point. Absolutely. Or you had that just was probably released like, something, or like the mixing and mastering phase. Right. Yeah. Because yeah. we didn't release until the summer after. So it was. It was took like about a year to get it mixed and mastered, and that, that was, was with yeah. Mm-hmm. That, and was that was it. with Les Lowell. Okay. Um, 
at the music room, I think he calls his studio. Nice. So so you wrote, recorded God, the I album think his name is Les Lowell. Weeks. It might not be Les Lowell. <laughs> I know his first name is Les. Les something. Less Less something, more, (laughs) yeah, more something else. Um, There we go. So we wrote that album, and it was, it felt so good and so cathartic. It felt Mm. good listening to it. I listened to it today. I listened to it for the first time today. It felt good listening to it. And see, comparing yours on the bums recording to Hair Mm -hmm. sort of has that garage, grungy, and that's sort of what we we were going for, you know what I mean? Like, we don't want to pretend to be something. The production on the Hair record is very sterile. And I yes, think, dude, absolutely. And I think that it works for a band like Hair, but and I think that the charm of the Years on the Bum album is the fact that it does have that really rough garage sound. Absolutely, like you're talking about because mm-hmm. you guys rock, you guys rock harder than I had expected. Because I'm like, oh, Michael's Michael's got a project. It's gonna be some chill vibes, uh-huh. you know. Right, and right, then right, I listened. Right. I was like, what the fuck? Um, yeah, uh, this next release, which we're actually sort of right in the same spot. Um, Mixing and mastering? No, as in we only have 20 more, like, this month to record. Oh, shit. And then I go back to school, and then Jake goes to L.A. Um, We just finished writing everything, and we start recording next week. Nice. Which is really fun. Yeah, yeah. Which is going to be a good time. How many tracks? Ten. Nice. The last time was seven. Yeah. Full length album? Full length album. Um, Probably going to clock in at what, like 40? 45? The songs are... Really long this time. I mean, we still got to, you know, we're in that like, sh- like shredding some fat around the sides right. and what do we want? What do we need? What do we not need? Um, but yeah, right now, some songs are like five minutes and 30 seconds, oh, like nice. seven minutes. Like, I was like, ah, th- I love long songs. <laughs> Me too, yeah. man. Everything on the Intruder album is like pretty long. Yeah. Absolutely. I think we have one that clocks in. I just want to find home clocks in at like eight or nine minutes, right? Yeah. yeah. And then we mm. and then when we did the music video, we added like a minute. We that's and right. We added like a bunch of shit. Added yeah, stuff that's that. so actually, funny. So, so we took this really long song. We actually made it longer when we did the video. When I went so on the earth on the bum kick, we uh, directed a music video uh-huh. for my friend Kevin Kendrick's band, mm-hmm. Killing Band, full of superstars from the Brooklyn area. Um, his band is a big yes and a small no. Uh-huh. And the first track off his new release, uh, his full-length album, Mies on a Beam, uh-huh. the first track is Mies on a Beam, and uh, it's an eight-minute song, like a slow song, and we added like 30 seconds in the front of it just to, you know... <laughs> right. Just to establish Just to make it a short plot. film. Yeah. yeah. Right, yeah. Um, so since we're on the project that's your baby... You know we're gonna we're gonna treat this one a little different because you're doing a little more than playing drums in this one. You're writing. Yeah, absolutely. Jake you're writing. I, it, yeah, it, and it's such a great process. It's so easy. It's mm-hmm. so organic. Now, mm-hmm. what informs your songwriting? What ins- what what inspires you as a songwriter? And I, or it, wow. like, what are the experiences that how do you, you turn or, into songs? Yeah, and, how do you kind of navigate that? Oh, wow, great question, and something that I really haven't given much thought to. Because um, I really haven't thought of myself ever as a songwriter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like a, more of a song contributor. Okay. Or a, um, like a producer role. Mm-hmm. But there are tracks on this next album that like sort of originated in my room that I wrote. Oh, nice. Yeah. Which didn't happen on the last album. Everything sort of originated in Jake's room. You know what I mean? Got and it. he brought yeah. it and I sort of... Contributed to it. Right. Yeah. This song is so, contributor. Uh, exactly. Thus my role. <laughs> um... <laughs> 
this time I, I I'm I'm bringing three songs to the table, which I'm really excited for. Nice. And um, you're definitely gonna see gonna see more of the chill vibe. Yeah. Uh, with these three songs. Cool. Uh, but as but but as far as your question, I really focus on um, like the physical feeling I get when I when I'm playing guitar mostly mm-hmm, is where yeah. I write a lot of my stuff. Um, I picked up an electric guitar at the beginning of my junior year with uh, a high school, college, college, okay. college. Okay. This this past this past okay these past two semesters, mm-hmm. and I was just sitting in my apartment like playing electric guitar, and it felt so good, man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would literally just play the same, like almost just two chords back and forth, just trying to make them just feel the best they could. Uh, Having a knowledge of rhythm probably helped. Yeah, man, and it's crazy how much it it influences my my drumming. Mm-hmm. I was just thinking yeah. about this on on the way home. Um, it's so easy to not think of drums as excuse me. To not think of drums as a melodic instrument, but most of the time that's because most drummers don't mm-hmm. think of drums as a melodic exactly, instrument. Exactly, because yeah. they don't have any you know experience mm-hmm. playing guitar or singing or mm-hmm. so. Just the more time I played on the guitar, the more I sort of thought of the drums as this, as like a song. Mm-hmm. Like I was playing yeah. a song every time I was playing drums. And it makes sense. I mean, you're a songwriter's drummer. Mm-hmm. You know, that's one thing that I exactly. have always caught. You know, you're able to play in the large ensemble, but it doesn't feel, you know, I saw you play. With Wait, I'm sorry. I, I, I really didn't hear what you said before when I said, yeah, exactly. <laughs> a songwriter's drummer. A songwriter's drummer. Yes. Totally. That's you an know amazing compliment. Thank you so much. You're welcome. I hear, and like... Yeah, exactly. What did you say? Because <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I've heard you, you play with the ensemble. I've heard you play. Again, yeah, I've heard you play with Kerber Ensemble, and that's fun. It doesn't feel like. Oh, it's a great time. It doesn't feel like you're expressing yourself. It doesn't feel like I'm expressing myself. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, but at, to a limit. You know what I mean? You're oh not sitting God. in a song. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? There's yeah. just something about that. There's that. There's that certain intangible, like, oh, this is something with words. You know, it, it, totally it makes a difference. It's a, absolutely. There's, there's a difference between a song and a piece. You know, I've at least that's what I've found. Mm-hmm. And like playing in the Kerber ensemble, ensemble is super cool. But I think you reach your fullest potential when there's okay, you're in a band and you're contributing to a song. You know, it's I mean just that's different. I mean that's where it started. Like that's yeah. how I started as a drummer. And you're good at it. Thank you. You know, I I know that Ringo is a big influence on you there oh, because he yeah. was the king of that and also Absolutely. you know i hear a lot of you know i d- i also hear a lot of liberty devito in there you know which that is one fill in uh only the good die young with the hit on two. Oh yeah oh and you yeah it. it's a great fill also the fucking i think it's four agree to disagree i don't know <laughs> um but i the, do but the um no i don't know maybe it's two <laughs> Yeah, but also the the intro lick into or the into Uptown Girl. I love oh that Phil. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I was I was just obsessed. <laughs> I'm gonna drink water and <laughs> and talk. Um, but yeah, just Liberty DeVito totally his just sits in the song, just sits in the pocket, and that first fill was just had to just listen to that on repeat for like two weeks, man. Yeah, and you know, it I think it's I think that thinking about instruments 
less about, okay, is this percussive or is it melodic? And just thinking about them as instruments because, yeah, there are drum hooks. There are, like, there are fucking amazing drum hooks in uh, music. Absolutely. I mean, you know, come, come together. together. Oh! <laughs> that was weird. That was really weird. No, man, I mean, that's, that's it, it. It's a testament. Yeah, come together. Um, how about the fucking bridge of something? You know, we're talking Ooh. about this, just triplets around the drum kit. It's amazing. Who would have thought? Who would have thought of that? Hopefully, Ringo. <laughs> hopefully, Ringo. Um, I oh God, I hope Ringo was actually playing. It's got to be him. It doesn't. You don't think so? Man, I don't know because some, like sometimes the groove on those Beatles songs are so deep and so nasty. Yeah. Like. Almost, I mean, almost every interview that someone says, you know, about Ringo. I mean, Paul McCartney was on record saying that like Ringo wasn't even the best drummer in the band. Yep, right. I've heard that one. And so, almost positive, like Paul McCartney played "Come Together" on the drums. Like it was almost. I mean, it's it's all speculation, and we never will know. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because they're really secretive about that process. Even if you think about early Beatles, like. Ticket to Ride is one of the best drum hooks in mm-hmm. their catalog, mm-hmm. um, which, which I really, I really, I'm, I'm not really a fan of. Not that I'm not a fan of, but I just love Late Beatles so mm-hmm. much more. Oh, of course, you know what yeah. I mean. Out so of when they got their shit together, when they became an experimental band, when they when they lost their shit, when they started doing a bunch of drugs, uh, drugs. Are we talking the, about that now? I mean, I don't know. Are we? I, I I'm happy to dive into that, but um, but I also know you really like Pink Floyd. And oh, like I hear goodness. a lot of Nick yeah, Mason I was just in it listening, too. I was just listening to the Dark Side on the way home because yeah. I don't have uh, on the way here. Sorry, mm-hmm. I don't have a dongle. Mm-hmm. You oh, know no. what I mean to attach to an aux. So, so I was just listening CDs. to the CDs. Yeah, yeah. And Dark Side's one that everybody has a physical track or, two. Yeah, I, I mean it's track two. Track th- or what's a just CD two? I guess C- is the proper. Oh, CD two. <laughs> yeah, CD two. Um, but yeah, no, I, I I definitely think you're a songwriter's drummer. Thank you. And. Having your hand in the writing of a song, you know, I, I I think the more collaborative something is, the better because you know you're. You could say, oh, I didn't realize that the drums could be melodic, but and you know what, a lot of people don't realize that the guitar can be percussive. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, good Jack, point. You know, you know Jack Stratton from Wolfpack, just he. Um, have you ever seen the Holy Trinity's videos yes, that they're on man. YouTube Come when on. he says that the guitar is just a tambourine with strings? Yep, it's like. That's brilliant. I yep. had never thought of that, but Absolutely. you know what? He's 100% right. And like Michael Jackson has l- actual just rhythm guitar hooks mm-hmm. or rhythm guitar solos. Um what's the one in um I think it's want to be want to be starting something. Yeah. That's such a hard song to play on drums too. Is it? Oh yeah, it's crazy. And it sounds so easy, but well, I mean, what's your? Is it a tough kick pattern? Not not that it's a tough kick pattern. It's a tough pattern to do. Uh, it's just a lot of independence because it has that those three accented notes on the hi hat. Um, so it's. So it's sort of doing everything together that makes it. And my one one of my first teachers teachers Charlie Kesenek. Um, who's also from Brooklyn, Yeah. Um, you know, sort of brought me into the room and was like, try to play this song. I was like, oh, this is want to be, like, this is so easy. It's just, he's like, no, it's not. And he sort of broke it down for me. And sort of like, that was one of the first times I was introduced to the intricacies that mm-hmm. a, a pop song can have. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it makes you listen to pop differently. 
Oh yeah. Like you know, listening to Michael Jack. You know, I'm a I'm a I love Thriller, and I'm also a really big fan of Off the Wall. Off the Wall is my favorite. Uh, Off the Wall is also my far. favorite. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and even the ones that weren't singles, like Working Day and Night, is such a cool song. That and, and like that. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah. those horn lines are crazy, and like the hand percussion in conjunction with the actual drum kit. Oh, dude, the percussion, the percussion on that album is insane. Yeah, like glass bottles and tambourines and shakers and the guitar and parts are just rhythmic parts. Yep. They're just percussive. They're not really there to serve much of a, a melodic role. Totally. So I, I don't know. I think l- thinking about instruments as if they're instruments is yeah. more helpful than anything, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, so no. for you playing guitar as a drummer, I'm, I bet that gives you a unique edge. Um, playing both of them. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't consider myself a guitarist at all. No, 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 you know no. But I, mean? I just, in terms of writing on it, totally. Mm-hmm. Um, Having an, I really like uh, where I place the beat. I, I, I see that it, it's different than most guitarists. That yeah. um, even comparing my, my playing to the to the guys in the band, you know, Jake has plays guitar and James Licata, who's coincidentally also in Hair and mm-hmm. yeah. the After Party. Um, and did he play on uh, Dog is a Man's Best Friend as well? No. No, he no, didn't. No, no. That was all Jake? Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Jake played all the guitar. Which we're trying to get like a bunch of more uh, instruments on this next release. Oh, yeah? What are you thinking? Uh, string quartet. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. I'm trying to get saxes, trumpet, trombone. So like a whole French big horn. fucking thing. Yeah, we're, we're, try- we're trying to make it a big thing. Any, uh, any uh, thought of using some synths? Oh, yeah. Synths are going to be all over it. Some modular mm. synths. Yes. Um, yeah, we're also trying to record um, the kick and snare along with the bass to uh, cassette tapes. Nice. And Recording to tape is a really great sound. Man. Yeah, and then uh-huh. bouncing that into Logic. Got it. That's or Pro what Tools, what, whatever we wound up mm-hmm. using. So what do you use? Oh, Person. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Michael, I haven't heard you in a minute. What's going on, man? <laughs> no, you guys were just like going off about like this really intricate like music stuff. Um, <laughs> it's cool. No, it's it's super super interesting. It's just not my not my area. Yeah. So like you said, um, talking about recording onto tape. So what kind of what about recording onto tape? Like just kind of is inherently different. So it's just the physicality of it uh-huh. before it becomes digitized into mm-hmm. one. Because all this is, even right now what we're doing, we're recording into, we're taking this analog sound wave that we're speaking, and it's going into that interface and it's being replicated. Uh-huh. Like, it's not, like, what's into this, what's in this computer right now is not what's happening right it's now. It's not a literal it's a, recording it's, of It's a representation of, of what's happening. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's a replication. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. And it's just ones and zeros. Mm-hmm. It's really good ones and zeros. And, and, you know, every day technology is being made with, you know, better converters from mm-hmm. the analog world into digital. Mm-hmm. But, at the, but I still feel like something is lost. And so with tape, it's the actual physical, physical sound, sound wave that you capture. Put it, impre- you know, impressed onto the thing. Onto and as tape. a listener, it translates to a record, you know... Mm-hmm. Things that are recorded on tape now end up just having a much older sound to them, mm-hmm. but it, not necessarily in a bad way. Just in a, it, it, it has a little bit more of a crunch and it feels mm-hmm. a little older, yeah. just because all of the old records, all of the old Beatles stuff, and all of the you know all the old Motown records, mm-hmm. all of that was done on tape. Right. So it ends up having a recording quality mm-hmm. that is similar to things of mm-hmm. older recordings. Do you think that like people who like 
aren't musicians who don't record music who are like totally removed from all of this. Do you think that there's like that like people like like those people can tell the difference between stuff recorded on so tape? So that's the whole Is that the whole thing? thing? Yeah. Yeah. I have Truth an opinion on that, but I want to oh, hear yours first. I want to hear your opinion first. I want to hear yours first. Go I on. would like to hear Michael's opinion first. Uh, man, I mean, my experience, no, absolutely not. Uh-huh. Um, and sometimes it depends on the drugs that people do, man. Like, I'm not even kidding. A lot, a lot of the time I feel like, um, I mean, it's just what, you know, let's, let's take weed. Uh-huh. You know, it really makes up. This is not at all where I was expecting this answer to go. It really makes the person sort of sit down and if they choose to put on an album, uh-huh. I feel like an album that is recorded to tape will have more impact on the listener. And they'll and they won't know why mm-hmm. it does. Mm-hmm. It's a but if someone if I guarantee you, if you take uh some, I have to pee so badly. <laughs> I have to pee so badly. Can we pause this? Yeah, sure. Yeah, let's pause. All right, so he's back from the piss break. So as I was peeing, I was thinking about what I said. (laughs) And where I do think that drugs inherently have a place in arts and music. (laughs) This is like, my manager was like, Michael, you can't say that on the air. (laughs) Um, uh, Where I do think drugs have such a um, heavy influence and inspiration through most of the arts. Um... See, but maybe I don't want to redact it because if someone doesn't know that something is recorded to tape, uh-huh. even what the process of tape is, I feel like they will feel something different when it is recorded to tape. And I agree wholeheartedly. I have a bit of a hippie approach to it. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Yeah, when when you hear things recorded to tape, it's just like a little warmer and you just like feel the pain a little more. I know it sounds silly, but like it's the kind of, that's just how I feel. I yeah, gotta yeah. give it to you straight. And it's no. not, and it's not, you know, there, there's a whole gimmick right uh-huh. now about uh, bands rec- like pressing vinyl. Uh-huh. Complete gimmick. Just because you press something to vinyl doesn't mean it's warm. Right, new vinyls sound like shit, man. Well, not only that, but you, because I remember you said that where it's like if uh, an album that's pressed onto vinyl now isn't really pressed onto vinyl, it's just, it's just, digital. just, a, it's just the digital recording exactly, put onto a record. Exactly. So it's if it doesn't touch the tape in any of the process, then what's the what's point? The po- exactly. Besides to make money because hipsters like buying records. Exactly. Hipsters you know, love to go to Urban Outfitters and spend too much on a record. Yeah. Well, and I think it's super interesting that you say that because part of the motivation for me asking that question is because there's the exact same debate in the world of like film right now mm-hmm. that's been going on for the past like you know 20 years totally of like do you film on a digital camera that records pixels onto you know the chip and then that gets put on an SD card and you know or do you record onto like a film camera and like you know Keanu Reeves actually made a documentary about this um, it's almost as if all art is the same <laughs> but like it's like <laughs> literally the exact same points where some people are like it's because shooting on digital, it's a lot more accessible and it's a lot cheaper. And a lot of people would make the argument that like you can't tell the difference. And then some people are like, yes, you can. But then you get different things because it's like, you know, would you know that like the Dark Knight was shot on, on film? film? Absolutely. You th- really you think so? Absolutely. Huh. 
Or Listen, like, would you know that like the first Hunger Games movie was shot on film and the second Hunger Games movie was shot on digital? Oh, well, I haven't seen them. You know, yeah. but it's like maybe. But maybe? And, and it and the and the other thing is, it's like the whole attitude behind it too. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like if it was the same people making the the judgments uh-huh. and you know making. It, it's almost like comparing oranges to apples uh-huh. by people that are oranges or by people, people that who are, are apples. apples. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, if, if, if there are people that understand, then they're going to say, oh, well, obviously uh-huh. film is better. Obviously recording to tape is better. If it's people that don't care or don't know as much, mm-hmm. I feel like it would obviously be like, did The Dark Knight, the, the, the emotion that is... Ca- Let's take The Dark Knight and Guardians, and Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, uh-huh. Okay. Two m- superhero movies, right? Uh-huh. Two, I don't know who directed Guardians of the Galaxy. James, James Gunn. Gunn. Okay. <laughs> James Gunn, fantastic. He did Iron Man, dude. Like, no, James, uh, John Favreau. John Favreau, who sorry. Did Iron Man. Me. Iron Man, shot on film. Let's t- yeah. Iron Man 3, shot on digital. And dude, I Iron think Man you can totally tell. I don't know. Hi- hybrid. <laughs> I actually don't know. Well, speaking of hybrid, and we'll set this out to a challenge for people. So, Game of Thrones, the pilot. Before, before, can I, can I just quickly yeah. finish my, yeah, yeah. my thing? Finish your thing. Um, so let's go back to taking the Dark Knight uh-huh. or Iron Man 1 uh-huh. and Guardians of the Galaxy. Both awesome movies. Uh-huh. I feel way more attached to Iron Man, regardless of the superhero, regardless of the character, regardless of the film. Maybe it is because it was shot on film. Uh-huh. Maybe it just has that. I mean, like, the, the entirety of Guardians of the Galaxy 2, uh-huh. Network Jonah 2, was filmed in front of a green screen. I mean, how mm. can you how, like? How can you really capture an honest performance? I mean, testament to actors, obviously, mm. but there's something that there has to be something that that takes away from the the entire process becoming just a digital reproduction. Mm. And I something. think it's intangible. I think that's one thing well, that's really. I want. I want. I want Michael to to make a rebuttal. Do I, it. I, I don't even know if I'm making a rebuttal, but well, I think, regardless, yeah, I want, I want, you know, but I think that because like, I think Dino and I are sort of on the same side. Yeah. No, because I think like. There is certain, I think, like, with film, because you have so much more, so many more moving pieces. Like, for example, like, you can shoot film and still shoot in front of a green screen. You know, you can shoot Mm -hmm. an entire movie in front of a green screen. Like, example being, like, um, you know, people always rack on, like, Star Wars, The Phantom Menace. As being like, oh, there's green screen and there's all digital. That movie was shot on film. But there's still the same things about digital and green screen and uh, and all that stuff. So it doesn't... I don't think that necessarily has anything to do with it, um, be, but I think that that was just sort of, that was just sort of no, a no, separate no, yeah, point. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, I get what you're saying, and I totally get what you're saying. Where like it, it really just kind of depends on uh, what it is. But like, um, I forget the point I was going to make. Well, I'm I'm almost saying that like the movies that are made like made with digital cameras uh-huh. are the movies that almost should be made with digital cameras. Mm-hmm. The movies that are made on film. Like, like, the people behind that are making it sort uh-huh. of have the same mindset of, like, this stuff is kind of sacred. Like, there's mm-hmm. a voodoo to it. Hmm. And I do feel like that analog world is still present. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like, like there is still that magic. And mm-hmm. there's a reason that producers everywhere in 2018 are mm-hmm. still trying to sound like pet sounds. Yeah. Everyone, is st- everyone who has the money, everyone mm-hmm. who has... And, that's th- and at the bottom line, that's all it is. Mm-hmm. It's just the people that have the money... Are using tape. Uh-huh. The people that have have the money are using film. You know what I mean. Uh-huh. Now I actually have a I have a question. I'm not. Was Back to Black done on tape? Pretty sure that the drums were done on tape for Back to Black. What's Back to Black? The Amy, Amy Winehouse, Winehouse album. 
Oh, dude, I'm almost positive that album was done on tape. Yeah, I, I'm fairly certain. Unless it was that. some BS, like that dude. That's a pet peeve of mine. Like oh. when they put like the tape noise in, oh. in like a digital. I did that on my album. Oh, <laughs> Dino, <laughs> did you use tape? One. No, we didn't use. Oh, tape. fuck you! I, I can't afford to fucking record on tape. What do I look like, Rockefeller? <laughs> yeah, you look exactly <laughs> like Rockefeller. Yeah. No, but um, the thing that I was going to make was um, for those of you who I didn't want, mean to interrupt. No, you. no, no. Yeah, no. Go, this is uh, jumping back. But like uh, the pilot of Game of Thrones, when they filmed Game of Thrones, when they f- originally filmed the pilot, they shot the whole thing on film. Then they had a bunch of problems, and they just like, like you know, everything else. They're like, okay, we want to go through, and we want to fix this, fix this, fix this, fix this. They had already used up a bunch of their budget when they they reshot like half of it. All of with the re- digital. With digital. But so, my point exactly. Yeah. Don't you see what I mean? Like, and then the rest of the show was shot on digital. I feel like it's just, it's just more accessible. Mm-hmm. It's just easier. I feel like if everyone had, like, it, it, in a perfect world mm-hmm. where everyone had the money, everyone had the time, hands down, everyone would use a film. You think so? Yes. I don't know if I would. I, I like honestly just speaking like for me you know my sensibilities I don't Absolutely. know if I, I think it might depend on the project I think yeah I mean granted like I don't know the intricacies of like the process of recording now, have you ever, tape or have recording. you ever used like have you ever had like a full like like a project where you were like I have I'm, I've never used film I've only so used that's digital. what I mean like yeah. like maybe, maybe once you yeah. use it maybe yeah maybe who that's knows? It. maybe I'll be maybe I'll be converted I just don't think that. I mean, who knows? Maybe, you know, when I get a bunch of money, I'll do it on, you know, uh, I'll do something on film if that, you know, if that ever happens. But, like, you know, there are just different things that, like, come with that that can be good or bad that can affect the process. Absolutely. Like, for example, like, when you record onto film, when you record onto tape, yeah. you press record, tape runs out after 10 minutes. You have to stop. That's Digital, ex- you can press the button and go as long as you but want. Isn't there something, like, again, sacred about that? Almost... Here we go. They're ha- like you we you have know, to do it right now. It costs, it's like you know, a it costs a lot of money if you fuck up. So like, not even that. Uh-huh. But I mean, I, I there's but there's that kind of increased yeah, pressure where that. it's like you can hear the tape rolling in the background. Yes, of like man. okay, this is being recorded. And this is digital. It's digital. Just it's just there, and you can delete it. I mean, and you can it's it's something that I'm not looking for. I'm something that I am looking forward to, mm-hmm. and something I'm not looking forward to with this next year's on the bum release. Mm-hmm. Where you know we we are recording. You know, keep in mind it is cassette tape right but it's the same tape right you know it's the same material and um it's going like we're not going to be getting a hundred you know different the, tapes you the, know you only have a certain the, amount of room yeah and they're expensive man mm-hmm. or the other thing with film is that with uh when you record onto tape when you record onto you know a film camera like a kodak film totally you um you can't watch anything you know, it's like right, you got to record right. it, and then it's like, did we get it? Did we not get it? Um, and then you find out a couple days later after the films develop, you sit down and you watch everything, and you go, well, did we get it? So like, you know, someone like David Fincher. Tell hate, me about David Fincher. I don't he, know. He doesn't like. He, he's like this super meticulous guy who hates shooting on film. When he said, once I shot on digital for the first time, I'm like, I'm never going back because for him, he's the guy who will make you do the scene a hundred times okay. to get it right. Now is he a director? He's a director. Okay. Yeah, he did uh, Fight Club and The Social Network and uh, The Girl oh, with the Dragon Tattoo. Oh, and, beautiful, uh, yeah. beautiful. But like he's, now, here's now. How about this? Ready? Uh-huh. The composer Trent Reznor and Atticus mm-hmm. that did Nine Inch Nails. Yeah, right. That did all those soundtracks. Mm-hmm. Hundred percent use tape. Hundred mm-hmm. huh. percent will always use tape. Mm-hmm. 
because they know that Trent Reznor is one of the, I'll use top, uh-huh. one of the top producers, music makes, make makers that is, his entire goal is to make something that sounds good. Mm-hmm. And he's using tape. Yeah. Well, the same thing with like uh, Stranger Things on Netflix. There's a video that like they did with Vanity Fair where they interviewed the composers for that. Yep. I just saw that the other day. Yeah. Where it's like it's all synth analog music. synth. And, right. The whole thing is analog synth. Exactly. So it's kind of give or take. So like when you shoot on. Film, but on the on the topic of Stranger Things, they were probably trying to get that. Yeah. Oh that yeah. That piece of time. Oh yeah. You know what I mean. And I don't know. I don't know if Stranger Things was shot on film or digital. They, uh, you know, it'd be funny if season one was shot on film. I totally believe it, and huh. if season two was shot on digital, I would totally believe it. I huh. see. I think that might just be more the case of just there are more visual effects in season two. Because here's the thing about film that I don't know if is the case about music is that nowadays, like, or like, uh, let's jump back. But pre-computer, there would be the film, and then yeah. there would be machines that would literally like tape the pieces of film next oh, to yeah. each other to make same, the cut. Same with the tape. Like, yeah. if, if, you, if you had to make an edit in the music, mm-hmm. slice, slice and glue it, it together. It together. Yep. You know, it's the same, same exact thing. But nowadays, you record onto, um, you know, record onto Kodak film, it's just getting converted to digital and then edited in Adobe Premiere. Right. It's not like it's edited the old-fashioned way, so it's still mm-hmm. getting converted to a digital file, and then all of the post-production is done digitally. See, my thing is that there was never once a moment... So if you use a digital camera, uh-huh. there's never once, once a, a moment, moment where, 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 it's, where it lives in our world. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Same with the tape. Right. It, it sits in this physical... Like, it has... I mean, again, this is getting voodoo, mm-hmm. but, like, it... It like changes however micro at, at atomic we get, mm-hmm. and we're just gonna go. I, 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 we can, yeah, we can go on and on and yeah. on and on. It, yeah. um, and look, I, I, you know, I, I guess I. Well, time out, Dino. I want to say something here, right? <laughs> well, no, I think I. It I adds think I just, it. It like I agree, it but joins I also, our physical world for I, a second. I'm with you on and this hundred percent. That, that's what I want. But to I say. also think that it depends on the project. At the end of the day, I, that's just how I feel because I think. And at the end of the day, I think that's that is what it is. Because there are some projects that shouldn't ever be in our world. There are some oh projects. God. There are some <laughs> oh projects that gain from being produced digitally. Totally. Took look at Frank Ocean, you know? Fr- Frank Ocean, he's making he's making bedroom albums. Everything he's doing is mm-hmm. not on tape, right? He's not uh, recording to tape. Maybe, man. I mean, Mac DeMarco who who was mm-hmm. I just recently got into this year of college. Um records all on tape in his room like he 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 has an a track in his house that he records onto huh. and uh, he does it and i'm sure it would be so much easier and more cost effective for mac demarco to record straight to his laptop but there's something about do this, you think but also how about a guy tape. like chance the rapper what about chance the that's rapper? got that's got to be digital right no it doesn't man no, no. those bedroom albums Maybe the better that he was just like plugged into logic. I'm saying some of the stuff he's doing now. Oh, the stuff he's doing, yeah. Well, well, now he has the access to the funds. Yeah, exactly. And and that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. All right, you got me. You got me. What's Wolfpack doing? Do you know? Because I I think Jack Stratton. Yeah, I think Jack Stratton is like the premier producer of our day right now. I really feel that way. Uh, Why? (laughs) Why? He's incredible, man. I I don't think it's just him doing it. Producing. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it is. <sighs> I mean, he's the one to getting honest, the production I'm credit. Just, I'm, I'm just being devil's advocate. Um, their stuff sounds amazing, man. Their stuff does sound amazing. And it, and the and the 
the trend from the first album they released or the first EP. It's where they are now. Yeah. Amazing. Mr. Finish Line is a com- is like such a departure from anything else they've done. Yeah. And I, 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 I love, love where it. they're going, though. Yeah, yeah me too. But no, I just, I don't know. I, I am a huge advocate for tape. You know, most of the music that I listen to as far as, you know, I don't necessarily know all of the inner workings of recording music, but as a consumer of music, I can, you know, I, I do have a, an appreciation for the recording quality of things that are done on tape as opposed to things that are done digitally. Because I sit and I listen to my, you know, I, I, I listen to m- something that I something that I know was done completely digitally was my, my first album. Um, and then, you know, I sit and I listen to things that are older, that are trying, you know, that I was going for, you know, stuff that wasn't even done necessarily out of, you know, this huge budget or anything, you know, look at, look at my album as compared to like a Southside Johnny and the Asbury Jukes album, you know, who are, you were just Jersey bands. Totally. But it doesn't, it doesn't, the digital thing it doesn't truly capture it. And I think... No, absolutely not. Yeah, no, it just doesn't have that same energy. Question for you. Answer for you. When you recorded, did you guys, did you guys overdub or did you guys all play together as a band? Uh, like, rhythm section tracks were done together. Cool. Horns overdubbed, solos Tight. overdubbed. Tight. Um, so yeah, all of the that's rhythm how, section That's tra- how we're doing uh, this next album. Yeah, rhythm section stuff. For all years of the, the bum. Nice. Yeah, all of the and that's how I want and that's how I want to record for all of my projects. Mm-hmm. Rhythm section together. Yeah, it's yeah. Because you're communicating. Yeah. yeah, you're all feeding off of each other. You're listening to each other. Yeah. Uh, so I did some digging while you guys were talking. Ooh. And um, just to just tell me I'm right, point, Michael. Just tell me I'm, I'm right. I'm actually not. <laughs> <laughs> um, all of Stranger Things is shot on digital. Because uh, I believe it. <laughs> everything because I, I think all of Netflix requires that all of their original series be available in 4K. And you can't get 4K from I, film. I don't think so. No, I think 4K is like a yeah. Hmm. So they all use they all use digital cameras. We also no, I'm not that's disgusting. Need to wrap I'm, soon. Yeah, that's We're true. Like We're six over. It's over. Um, <laughs> but right, also, like, I'm not a cinematographer. So if you're a cinematographer and you have you guys you should have Connor call, Hader on this show. I love Connor. We've, I would love uh, yeah, to have Connor on. He's he's a really really cool dude. I've been trying to work with him for a little bit. We just haven't gotten you know. He's a busy man. Yeah, he is a busy man. So if you're a cinematographer and you're telling and you want to tell me I'm wrong, send us a DM and I will gladly correct. Or tell me I'm wrong. I also gotta ask. I gotta ask Mike Parisi about this. Yeah. Yeah. He's the he's the recording guru that I know. So I've got to talk to him more about just tape as opposed to digital. And just my 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 final thing with this is it's it's all about you know who you're learning with, who you're growing Mm -hmm. up with, and every teacher that I've been fortunate enough to have the time with has just told me so much that your phantom power is on by the way i don't think you guys need to have phantom power on since we're using sm57s oh how do i turn it off we'll do it later we'll do it later that was (laughs) so unnecessary (laughs) (laughs) the show's over anyway i did think you just boosted my mic by accident though oh look at you say something oh he turned it off regardless um there we go yes like everyone that i've talked to about this topic has said tape interesting film huh so it, I mean that, that you know that's just have I had the have I had the privilege of experiencing it firsthand? No. Mm-hmm. Have I had the experience of comparing the two? Yeah. Hmm. Cool. Well, on that note, Michael, a, you've been a fantastic guest. Yeah, oh, guys, I had so much show. fun. I had so much fun. Thank you so much for joining us. For Thanks this for having today. me, guys. Yeah, Thank you so much. please come back. Hang out with us some more. Whenever. All right. Great. You ready to sign off? Yeah. All right. All right. So. Uh, 
thanks for listening, guys. Episode four, episode five will be uh, out uh, next Tuesday. This is uh, Michael Santa Cruz. Michael, where can the people find you online if they want to follow your stuff? Uh, I think Instagram is my most used social media platform, and that's just at Mikey. Yeah, do you know Mikey? <laughs> Mikey <laughs> he went for it. Yeah, Mikey Santa Cruz, and that's on Instagram. Um, yeah, get me a gig. <laughs> <laughs> we'll do our best. All right, well, with that, uh, thanks for listening, guys. See you next week.